0: So uh, okay, so I told my girlfriend I wanted to do a headshot, and this is like during the pandemic, and uh, she's like, "Okay, yeah, no, let's let's totally do this. You 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 need a new headshot. Let me do your makeup for you because apparently I don't exactly know how to put makeup on. I guess to her liking, so she puts it on me, and I'm trusting her, so I'm sitting there like an idiot. But the problem is, is she has eyelids and she knows how to do eye eye makeup for eyelids, and I'm Asian. I don't have that floppy flop action right so she does it and she keeps looking at me she goes oh no that doesn't look right so she kept doing more makeup more makeup more makeup so do you remember that tv show drew Carey ohio show whatever i look like that admin that what that lady with the crazy blue eyes mimi. so that picture you saw mimi. yeah is that mimi yeah yeah so yeah that picture you saw of me was like me scraping all that blue eyeshadow makeup. I'm like, in what universe is blue eyeshadow going to look good in that? Like, unless you want to be a clown.
1: So at any
0: rate, okay. So are you ready for the mic is listening? My good friend.
1: More ready. Sound good.
0: All right, let's do
1: this. The mic is listening. The mic is listening.
0: The mic, the mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's another happy Wednesday. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. And as always, it's Sia. Wouldn't want to be here to chat things up with you. Today is a great conversation. It's something that I probably need more than anything. And so I feel very vulnerable But in that context, I'm very excited because I think this is a great opportunity for those that if you haven't started looking at managing your own personal wealth or just looking at investments or just looking at your money, how do you stretch it out and maximize it and plan for your future retirement? This is a conversation for you because this is about those that you probably have the money in hand or you maybe haven't been, you know leveraging it as wisely as you can or for those that are just starting out in your careers or you're just starting in a professional context where you're making money even those that aren't making money I am super excited to welcome Mike Ashabrainer and I'll join him I'll have him join us in a second but he's the redneck money coach and I gotta tell you I'm just i super excited. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of irreverent conversations, but it's all about really benefiting all of us in the end, because if we're all mutually rich and on each other's islands, how much more fun would life be? Right? Right. So real quick, before we get started, I do have a comment to say. Uh, Recently, as I'd mentioned, I've been helping folks um, find jobs in cybersecurity and One of the things that I've noticed a trend wise is uh, it's incredible to see the perception that LinkedIn is still very much a quote job searching site and not an actual social media platform that it really is today. So I'd like to give a little bit of advice on networking on LinkedIn and It doesn't have to be quote cheesy. It doesn't have to be something that is going to be unnatural for your personal personality or your behavior on how you interact with people. Yes. People that are extroverted like me, it's a no brainer. I can kind of reach out to anybody and, you know, make friends with them and it's normal for me. But for those that maybe are not as comfortable, it's okay. You can absolutely still be successful, build that network of people that are valuable to you, that will help you in your career. And if you do so, do so with one bit of advice. The big one right now. A little research goes a long way. Okay. And what we're saying is this, find a connection, someone that you admire on LinkedIn. You don't necessarily have to connect. Maybe just follow them. Look at all their posts. Look at their network of people. And if it's going to be a circle of folks that you think could help you along your path, or if you click with them personality-wise, by all means, go ahead and reach out. But my only request strongly urge you to do is click on their profile link, see their job history, see their activities, see what their featured articles, read their articles that they post, find a little bit more about them. A little bit of research goes a long way because when you do your opening email, your quote, pitch email or your intro email will be much more tailored to who they are and gather their interest. Find a way to relate to them in that, quote, intro email that they say, hey, I'm actually interested in talking to you. You're not a bot. You're not someone that's trying to pitch me something. Oh, you're actually a genuine person that I think I can further my career and your career with. So that's my bit of advice. Do the research, you guys. I can't tell you how shocked I am that I had to give that advice to people, and I think I'm saying it now, and I say it with full most love and respect, but take the time because people that are experienced, they're getting hit up all the time, and so now they're in vet mode. They're going to weed everybody out. So if you can't differentiate yourself because you won't take the time to look at the person you want to ask to be your mentor, you're already putting yourself at a deficit. <sighs> On that note, speaking of deficits, let's talk about this little thing about, I don't know. Finance, personal accounting, and I don't know the one, the only Mike Asher Brainer, the Redneck Money Coach. Welcome to the Mike Listening, my friend.
1: Oh, I'm excited. See, I love your show. It's great to be here. Man. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's oh, awesome.
0: I'm I'm so glad that you're here because uh, you know I met you through uh, networking on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, do you remember that? Favorite so favorite. we actually my we favorite.
0: it was a uh, was JD's. I believe it was JD's uh, zoom a I think it was. And afterwards, was, yeah. you actually, I think we were texting each other and then you connected with me. And, uh, you know, you made yourself interesting. You actually looked me up and said, what the hell does podcasting do and how does one monetize it? And I think we just started gabbing away from that. So, Mike, can I ask you, in your um, experiences with networking on LinkedIn, with my advice, legit, what are you doing differently to make yourself stand out as you're meeting new people?
1: You know, yeah, your advice was gold because I, I showed up to that event. Uh, great. I love Michael Connor. That's how I met you. He said, hey, man, show up. And I'm a very comfortable guy. right? So somebody who knows what they're doing talks to me who doesn't know what he's doing in this case. He says, show up. So I'm like, OK, so I'm wearing a hoodie. I look homeless. Right. I'm just like all scruffy on a Saturday. And I just show up and everybody's looking nice and pretty. And I'm like, uh oh, and I said, well, hang on a second. My camera's acting up, which it wasn't. And I pushed. I, I was just so off guard. And then uh, it didn't matter. You were very friendly. J.D. was very friendly. i met a lot of folks there. Uh, so what about what I've done is just seen how you guys are so natural. You just come off with who you are. Uh, there's there's no gotchas. There's nothing inauthentic there. You're just you and you're always trying to help somebody. And, uh, I mean, wow, I can relate to that. That's my whole MO in life is just to help people. And good things happen out of that. So it's, I know it's not groundbreaking, but that's simple. That's really the truth. I love how you guys just go out there and keep it real. I'm all about that.
0: Oh, thank you very much. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a saying that I say all the time is all ships rise with the tide. And yeah. successful people collaborate with other successful people, right? So if you can rise people up. It's such a, a wonderful feeling because, you know, you're doing a good deed, but you're also celebrating success for those that, you know, need a, that helping hand, need that way to launch and ne- need to get into careers that maybe, you know, you were given that chance by someone else, right? But here's what's great about this. Mike, let me ask you this, though, because have you always been that way? Have you always been that, like, I'm going to help you? Was it an adult thing or was it were you brought up that way or just in your gut?
1: Great question. I I was brought up that way. Uh, Again, you know, the whole redneck money coach comes from actually it's pink neck, but nobody only knows what that means. Right. But it's half city, half country. and So I I was raised that way. And I always just wanted to help other people be somebody, do something special, probably because of my childhood. Just grew up really rough, uh, kind of poor and, you know, not a whole lot. So I've seen a lot of suffering and people in need as I grew up. And I think that was a motivator to do something great, help people, and nonprofit and firefighting. So anywhere I find my my, I plant my flag in business. Right anywhere I go, that's really it, I won't do business if I can't help people and do the right thing one hundred percent. I'll go find something I can do, like a rodeo clown, right, or something that would fit me. If I can't be me and do it right, and that that's really what it's all about to me.
0: And that is that is I think. What makes you unique? Because I think you I think when you said earlier, oh, I joined JD's thing and I was underdressed or I wasn't the the image that, you know, you wanted to be, et cetera. You can't be something you're not. Right. And with the community that you're serving and supporting. uh, I'd imagine if you wore a full blown suit every day, you probably wouldn't be as well received. Am I Correct.
1: It's like putting a monkey in a suit, right? I mean, he looks good, but he's still a monkey. He still acts like a monkey. That's me, right? I mean, I, I'm comfortable. You know, yeah. It's it's a state of mind that so I but I look funny in a suit because I don't, you know, I, I'm just not a suit guy. I got like church camo, right? So yeah, you're dead on with it. So uh
0: so let's talk about that camo-ness of it all, because one of the things that I loved about you. We met and I think I, I did a graphic and I can't find my graphic. I'm so very upset I with myself it. right now. I'm so I'm mad. So you- <laughs>
1: it,
0: it's a picture of a Caddyshack, Bill Murray, and he's on the ground and he's trying to get that, that uh, groundhog. And uh, I thought you look exactly like it. So could you humor me? Because I think it's so part of your brand. And could you put the hat on and humor me, please, my friend?
1: Well, first of all, that picture, I was like, Bill Murray might be my real dad, man. So I have to check that because that was pretty uncanny, right? Uh, Second of all, I brought you all, you know, so I got three of them. This one here is my favorite because it's really the same hat. It looks like I took uh, an umbrella, uh, porch umbrella, and made a hat out of it. It's every old lady that plants uh, seeds and gardens, it's really the same thing with the camera. I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. You know, I love that makes, <laughs> you know the wind would take you ten feet in the air, right? Uh, this one I didn't wash because you know, I forgot I was gonna be in public. Uh, but this one here is my favorite. this is the one my little girl steals who's watching me right now, both of them they both steal this one uh because they know it's my favorite one, so you know
0: what I think that's I think that's one you need to wear for the rest of this show because you look very comfortable in it, like you look
1: like you could yeah.
0: you could tell it's your favorite yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah. no you
1: know what? and then i
0: think that's what i think is what's interesting now and i think as we move in our careers and especially in our fields i actually was talking to uh another uh client uh yesterday and we were talking about that he's in wealth management uh, as well and um I think sometimes that content you put out there, it has to be appropriate to your personality and the people that you're catering to. Right. And um, we were, we were talking about it. I was like, you know, I'd love to see one wealth money manager person just be like Gary V style abrasive and be like, what is wrong with you? Why would you make that decision? That's the stupidest thing ever effing F that. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's probably the mean thing. Like, but it's funny. It's almost like an after hours kind of vibe of like the truth of Money management. I mean, do you think that would work or not? Like, or is my humor sick that I think that's funny?
1: Well, I, if it depends. If you're doing it because that's how you talk, and that you're going to repel a lot of folks, but you're going to attract the people who want that kind of drill sergeant in your face, and and I think that's where people get confused. It, I'm not trying to to attract everybody. That, that's ridiculous. It's like trying to have a hair salon, see? you. And, yeah. and nothing but ball people walk in your hair salon. How profitable and how good of a day is actually, right? So if if you're going to go out there and you're wanting to promote yourself as a hard ass, excuse my language, and you're going to go out there and get things done, then you're going to attract the, the handful of people that want you. And I think you should do that. If that's who you are and that's comfortable and you wake up with a smile and, and trudge through it, do it. Uh, that's why I finally quit trying to put a suit on a monkey and just say, look, I mean, I'm an honest guy. I work hard. Most of my clients are regular folks. Uh, it's goofy to, to do anything other than that. So I think be you. And if you don't know your voice, spend the rest of the year finding your voice. Go out there, mess it up, get advice, get coaching like you did. Research, mentorships. Man, there's a way to get it done. And then I think that's. Before you try to figure out which mailing list or marketing strategy, find out who you are, who you want to present, and go out there and be that. And I promise you, not everybody's going to like it. Probably most people won't. But the end result is that that slim margin, that's all you need anyway. So go out there and get it done. Does that make sense?
0: No, I love that you said that because... I think too many times, I think you were saying yourself that you're fairly new to the whole LinkedIn social media type of engagement, but the fact that you've already got that and you captured and you, you understand that very quickly um, tells me, you know, if I wanted to work with you that, oh, you're intuitive and you kind of, you understand, you know, we're, what is going on? You understand the situation that you're in, if that makes sense. So how much of like, when you're talking about, you know, with what you do and, and the coaching you offer and advisement that you have, how much of it is education, how much of it, is it you just building trust in a relationship with your client?
1: Great question. It's a hundred percent both. And what I mean by that, I love what you said. I had no idea you were going to talk about what you did uh, in the intro. And because it's dead on to what I do, it, people a lot of people are smart i'm sure your your viewership is smart you're smart but you can only do the best you can with the information you currently have with anything in life right working out doing that so if you only have a certain amount of information right you can only you're limited on what you can do so my job is to come along help people make better decisions and choices because i help educate them to get that information does that make sense so mm-hmm. I break it down. I talk about chickens. I talk about all these things, so you can walk away and go, "Ah, oh, that's what that thing is. That's what that financial issue is to me." See, now once you understand something, you can make good decisions. That, that's just right. how we are as people. Uh, so that's my job. Is is and but in doing that, guess what? You build. You build education. You build all these, you know, excitement, and you're talking to people. But how can you do that? How can you? How can you work with somebody if you truly don't care about who they are, what their fears are, what all these things, that's not a, that's not a marketing uh, strategy. That's necessary. You can't, your doctor did that to you. If your doctor knew nothing about you, never checked your chart, never asked you a question. He just wrote you fungal medicine prescriptions. Every time you walked in there, you're probably not going back to him. Right? So that. That's the same principle. Find out about the person. Take the time necessary. And in doing that, they learn, they get excited, they can make decisions, and they trust you because you're being straight up forward. And sometimes mm-hmm. I will tell somebody the hard truth. But I don't like to leave with that because I grew up and I made every single money mistake possible. So I'm never preaching at people. I'm always with them. I'm just a few steps ahead of them. And I'm just there to help them come along. Does that make sense? Just pulling forward like I oh. was.
0: I love that because I think, gosh, you know, I wish and I don't have children, but I would I would think if I was back in school, it would have been so nice if we had a money one on one class in school and do it throughout your schooling. Right. So start in elementary school about the value of money. And I'm not talking about what the money is, like not like a penny cost a penny and all that stuff. I'm saying like, you know. Do little exercises of, hey, if you want that little jelly bean, it's going to cost this and kind of help them understand. If you save, then you can get a bag full of jelly beans. You know what I mean? Like sometimes appropriate for the age, but then as we get older, we're not so like blindsided, if you will, with adulting, right? Um, and I think that's what I think people have a challenge with is. Quote. I'm an adult now. How come I don't know these concepts? And then there's that fear factor, as you mentioned, about looking ignorant. So, how do you help your clients understand that their questions that they're asking are always welcome? Like, is it like how do you create a quote safe space to use modern terms um, to ask you about these types of things?
1: Yeah, you know, asking great questions. So it's really like you do every day. You just ask really good questions to prompt you know truthful and honest dialogue. And I think it's asking the right questions, right? Uh, Of course, using the aids of uh, pictures and different things and videos, but it's really just saying, hey, what keeps you up at night, right? What makes you cringe? What do you bury your head in the sand about? What do you not do because you just feel like it's not necessary, right? College funding, vacation time. Uh, Really, the the whole thing is I ask people because I work with working people. I don't work with decamillionaires. millionaires. I'm just too tired for that. Everybody wants that. I want to work with people that could do better after they work 25, 40 years. So the question becomes, how do, what do you want to comp? If you work hard for 40 years, you ought to be in a position where you can be financially free. You, you, you can. It's not maybe not Mike. It's not get rich pie in the sky, Mm -hmm. but you can be right. And when I say freedom, here's what I mean. If you never heard anything off my ramble it said today, listen to this. Freedom is this. Imagine after working hard most of your life that you got up today and you got to do and you were in a position to do what you want when you want for as long as you want, because money's not an issue. How does that feel?
0: Oh gorgeous, right? That's such a stressor. Yeah. It's one of the biggest stressors of life. Right? Here's the
1: next question. What, where is your game plan, written, detailed game plan on how you're going to get there? Where's mm-hmm. your financial GPS? Guess what I said 12 years ago?
0: I don't know. What are you talking
1: Yeah. Right. Wait, there's a GPS? Yeah. Who knew? Right. So that's it. Just teach, teach a man to fish. He'll fish for a day. Or, sorry, give him a fish. He'll, you know, this day I'm Look, so you Fish, teach- you eat it that
0: day. Wait, wait. Uh-huh. I teach a man to fish.
1: they they eat forever
0: yeah yeah no and that's funny like but it's so true right like it is something simple as uh, even like maybe baby steps and like I think this is what helped me um my boyfriend actually has been my guide and like light of of things and let me tell you if mama can eat like like all you can eat and all you can drink like that is me and all you can travel that's my happy goals those are my happy happy places right and so he understood that and he goes, okay, well then let's put it this way. If you put X amount of dollars in a savings account and let's call it your vacation, like your dream vacation, just do that to start. And um, before I knew it, and he said, don't go big. Don't go like for like a, you know, you know, Virgin Island, rent the entire yeah. island out vacation, do something that is manageable that, you know, let's just go for a vacation for next year. Let's plan this. Right. And it was interesting because I started doing it and I just started putting a small percentage into this little account, not paying attention because I did auto. I did auto. Thank gosh. Like, okay. When yeah. I first started out, I had to manually move things over and then thank goodness for the auto bill pay and you auto moving auto. money. Yeah. Best invention ever. But, uh, before I knew it, not only did I have money for that vacation because I was only supposed to do it for like, he said like six months or something like that. I just kept doing it, and not paying attention. And next thing I knew I had this nest egg. And, and I was like, yay, spend it all. And then he goes, yeah, that's not the point. You, n- you didn't try to get the message. <laughs> but he said, no, congratulations. And then he goes, okay, so this is what you budgeted for your, quote, you know, vacation for next year. And then here's the rest of it. Okay, now you've got that money in there. And you call it free money, like, gamb- like well, because I'm a gambler. Like, he goes, okay, so now you didn't realize you even had this in here. So why don't you take a percentage of that, make that towards your next vacation, and then the other percentage, let's push it off and let's do an investment together. Let's find out something that, looks, that you would be interested in. And I, we're not stock people necessarily, but funds, mutual funds, like all that kind of stuff. And he started teaching me a different way to look at money. And for after a while, it started becoming, let's buy a house together. And then that was like a big, big one. But before we knew it, we were able to put, you know, 20% down. That was no problem. And we were able to get a, you know, we bought within our means. That was the other thing too. Cause talk to me about this, my friend, just because you get approved for a loan doesn't necessarily mean you should go for that target number. Have you had those conversations with your clients where they're like, Hey, I just got approved for $2 million. And you're like, yeah, but your income says you cannot afford that.
1: Right. Uh, first of all, I got to hire your boyfriend because that's, you know, real quick on that. Not making yourself, it's like dieting. You ever talk, if you ever talk to somebody or read a book or watched a video of finance, you walk away frustrated knowing that you're not, you throw all your food out of your cabinet and buy, you know, uh, rice patties and stuff, right? Like, no, look, hey, there's a lot of things people do well and they're comfortable with. Keep keep doing it. Let's just tweak, experiment, modify, and add to it. That's it. Don't If, he, if it's mad, if it's hard, people won't do it because I won't do it. But if you can add on and tweak some things and have an experiment, just like you did, get excited and then do the right thing, that's coaching. That's coaching it. So when it comes to a loan, look, there's no cookie cutter right or wrong way. It, it really comes down to doing a game plan, doing the math, and helping someone – helping someone understand this i'll give you a great example i had a lady that I, I worked with and i helped him invest and it was a strong it was attorneys and and i got a referral and the guy said look she she, she quit work and the guy said listen he said she said i think i'm gonna take a lump sum he said no 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 hey, look you got she she made he made her call me in the living room like he's like you're not leaving here until you call him so you can't get better than that right and thank goodness because she about got her behind handed to her right So the whole point of this is I was working with her and she kept I said, listen, she said, I want to take a a lump of money and pay off my debt. And I said, if that's going to cost you lots of time and money, if it's going to cost you in the long run, tens of thousands of dollars for you to do that, would you like me to do the work and math so you can not make that huge mistake? Would you want to see that? She said no. I said, well, maybe you misunderstood me. So I rephrased it, right? So about the third time of you know, Bugs Bunny, duck season, rabbit season, finally I looked at her and uh she had some folks there with her, you know, family. And and, and I, I meant this with all my heart. I said, listen, my job is to help you make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. Your job is to figure it out, make a wise or unwise decision. Now, however, if you make too many unwise decisions, we can't work together. They all That's eyes true. popped out. I said, no, because here's why. Think about it. this is funny. You walking around is a financial disaster and people say, Oh man, what happened to you? And you say, Well, such and such and this happened to me. Well, who helped you do that? Oh, his name's Mike Asherbrander, you hand my yeah. business card now, right? Like, no. Yep. So the point is that we run the numbers, we talk about the concepts, and then you can make a decision based on that bottom line number. It's just helping people figure it out. I do the hard work and you can make a decision. So it's not always right or wrong. It's just what fits your life, your your goals, and, and at the right time, depending on the economy and all these other things, but what makes sense right now? That's why I don't give specific advice. It's like mm. prescribing medicine to someone you've never met before. How irresponsible is
0: that? That is so... And it's not... I love it because it's not cookie cutter. There are best practices, and those should be taken as guides, but I absolutely uh, love what you're saying. And maybe that's why my boyfriend did well with me because he knows me so well that he yep. just knew what would resonate better with me on things.
1: Relationship. Remember you asked me about relationship? That's what that was. He knew. He tricked me. He, he tricked me. Me. Yeah, He's a great man. Smart man. Yeah, <laughs> don't, oh, please. Look, if he's going to watch
0: this later, I don't want his ego like and bigger, please. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. But no, but I will say this. Fast forward. We've been able to be very financially secure and, um, and, and I a hundred percent attribute it to the fact that he was so wise on that. And, um, but I got lucky. I was part of a relationship that they knew, you know, that can bring me up. Like again, all very ships rise lucky. with the tide. Right. So um, have you ever had, and this is like more of a rando question. Okay. I'm now fascinated, like super, have you ever been uh, with a client where one person does get it and the other one's like, just, doing their own thing. And you're just like, okay, guys, you have combined resources. Um, How do you overcome that when not everyone's on board?
1: You know, again, it's hard for me, not from, you know, some reason people refer me and introduce me all over the place. So I've never run out of clients. So it's never like, well, I'm upset because the wife gets it or the husband gets it. The other person don't get it, or they're not ready because I need to do business. I'm never at that position. Uh, because I do work on referrals. That's the trust part. People refer you. They want their friends and family to know more. Right. right. It It is sad to me because, again, it goes back to my firefighting and nonprofit days where I can't believe. Like my, my only worry is that is it my fault they didn't get it. Right. So once once I realize and here's how I do it. So if one gets it, the other one don't. Usually if it's the wife and, and it's a strong wife we'll do it tomorrow. Right. Because after <laughs> I think, get done. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He's on the couch. She's like, look, you know, it, so but if it's the other way around, it, but it depends on the situation. It's heartbreaking because I know what, what, what's going to happen. I know the quality of life and the stress levels they're dealing with and the possibility of divorce at this point mm-hmm. are really, really high because of money. And my only question is, and I ask questions to make sure that they got it. Does that make sense? So I say, mm-hmm. Hey, let me repeat back what you said. And usually it's ridiculous. So they go, yeah, that sounds stupid when you say it out loud. Like, I, of course, I want to do better. I didn't mean to argue. But there's an underlying fear or something. So I don't mm-hmm. really, my whole job is to, to show it to them. But once I show it to them and they say no, I just tend to, to leave the door open. You, you can't go buy a house and not tell your boyfriend, see you, right? No. That's not going to no. And I'm not going to do half a game plan. It's your life. And so you have to be on board. So I always just plant seeds and just talk real to them and say, look, you call me back. No questions, no embarrassment. Uh, I I love questions because questions means you're trying to figure it out. You just can't yet. So I'm really, I have a lot of compassion. I want to help everybody, but I just, you know, turn 40 and I I can't. So I like to plant seeds, follow up with folks, send emails uh, and just be there. And I've had some clients come back and say, oh my gosh, why didn't you pester me two years ago? I'm like, cause you would have, like got a restraining order or pepper spray me or something. Right? <laughs> you know, I don't pester yeah, anybody. Dog catcher. I'm not a dog catcher. I'm a bug zapper. I'll be here when you're ready to come and learn some stuff.
0: I'm not a dog catcher. I'm a bug zapper. zapper. Can I just tell you Says- these are like phrases? Do you use those actual phrases with your clients, or is it just that just came out
1: all the time? And I
0: love that. Oh
1: my god! My whole investment strategy. My whole investment talk. Because you know, nothing I say is five minutes but this is five minutes or less. I talk about a farm starting with a chicken. That's it. And other companies, the top companies that I work with, uh, had called me and said, Hey, we heard about your chicken story. I was like, no, you didn't. Like I was, I was like, no, they're like, Hey, tell tell me your chicken story. I'm like, I don't want to like, they're going to laugh me out. (laughs) I mean, these are big, you know, successful companies work with, you know, tons of assets. And, uh, now it's funny because these guys in polos and suits are running around talking about a chicken. that Like, they loved it. But it, it's so easy to understand. Because when I went to the country and I started talking about yields and bonds, man, you heard shotguns going click, click. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? When you said chicken, eggs, interest, I'm listening, right? Like, and you have to be a country person to get a chicken story. So I just love it because people, they get excited, right? They, they light up. That's what makes me just get it. You're
0: really authentic to your community that you are supporting. And I think that is so critical, right? And you definitely don't put on airs. And I think it's completely part of your branding, which you and I have been talking about this. I'm like, Mike, lean into this. Be the Redneck Money Coach. And, you know, don't do it in a way that's, you know, uh, you know, condescending towards the culture or anything like that but like i love that bill murray vibe because bill murray is totally well respected and even in caddyshack they you know it's a random character but everyone loves it no one's making fun of him he's just a funny character right that you can just relate to so okay for we're totally running long again i always do but mike for those that want to get a hold of you my friend what is your recommended way to get a hold of you
1: On my LinkedIn profile, there's my phone number. I'm just old-fashioned, and where I live, the Internet's not that great. So when I go home, just send me a text. Send me a phone call. You can send a carrier pigeon if you can figure it out. Uh, Email, DM. I don't care. Just reach out. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk, build a relationship, get to know you. And if I can't help you, I'll be the first one to tell you. And if you don't need something, I'll also be the first one to tell you. I just want to get out there and meet people that I can work with, help out even if it's business referrals, I love making, uh, I love having a professional network. Uh, so if you do something else that's really good for people and I don't do it, I, I want to know about it. I want to know, Hey, this thing here, people call me for legal advice. I'm like, you might as well call the plumber. Right. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not know people. I've got things over here. Right. So just reach out, have a conversation. You know, it, Plant seeds. If, if it ain't today, maybe it's two years from now, guys. Uh, just get out there and, and birds of a feather flock together. I just want to meet more birds in, of my flock. That's it, see. Ya. And I appreciate you helping me do that today. Fantastic. No, no.
0: It's my pleasure. And like I said, Mike, you're good people and I will associate with really good people because I think your heart's there. And I think that's what's really critical in business these days is you got to find someone that's got the heart for it and not just simply doing it for the paycheck kind of vibe. Right. So I didn't mention this and I should have. Okay. So as the mic is listening, our theme titles is usually a lyric to a song or a song title. So this is a Willie Nelson song and I mm-hmm. thought it was like, so perfect. So if you've got the money, I've got the time. And though the lyrics aren't hundred percent to our conversation, the fact it's Willie Nelson, you're the redneck money coach, you know, Mike, I love you so much. And I really appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate you. So fun. Appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day.
0: Oh, no, for sure. For sure. So before we go, guys, I do have some uh, housekeeping to keep track of here. As you guys all know, I am the global chair of, uh, oops, I am the uh, uh, global chair, golly gee, Dallas co-chair of Global Leaders Organization. And we have an event coming up here on March 30th next week. And for those that are in Dallas, Fort Worth area base, we are so stoked to have Bob Schlegel. This is the founder of Pavestone. If you guys have any level of pavestone, anything in your heart on your uh, yard, any hardscaping, the odds are high it was his company. And um, he shares his stories of ups and downs. He tried to get pavestone like uh sold and the government got in and said, Yep, nope, that's a monopoly. He came from a dairy farm and like rags to riches story. Um, did business with his wife? And let me tell you, that's another dimension of business that we don't talk about a lot is how do you keep a relationship with your spouse and just get into a multi-million dollar business and still love each other and like each other? How do you raise a family where your children are all entrepreneurial spirits and um, on their own merits? Yes, of course, when you're affluent, there's always a leg up, but their kids have been very industrious as well on their own right. So We're really excited for this conversation with Bob Schlegel. If you're interested in joining in the Fort Worth area, it's at the Tower Club in downtown Dallas, 8.30 Wednesday morning. And if you have any questions, hit me up. The other wonderful thing I'd love to share with you guys is... And I've been really behind on this, and I really need to commit myself a little bit better. So uh, the whole purpose of The Mic is Listening is to support and highlight other podcasts. Selfishly, I'm uh, I'm going to support the CISO Diaries because it's my podcast, and uh, it is all about cybersecurity and leadership and the path to leadership. So a lot of CISOs, um, just amazing stories behind them. They're not just... Uh, you know, drones, if you will, there's a lot of story and uh, a lot of emotion behind the stressful industry of cybersecurity. And for those that are aware with things that are going on geopolitically with Russia and Ukraine, just stay tuned. There's a lot of rumblings going on with cybersecurity concerns and nation state attacks. If you guys all have uh, are business owners, be aware, just because you're a small business, if you have an IP address, you're just as exposed as multi-billionaire or multi-billion dollar corporations. And on that note, regarding the Ukraine and Russian situation right now, uh, Our Fighting Spirit is a show that just got launched. Anthony Giganti, I'm giving you a shout out. He had a uh, episode with uh, a woman that uh, he got to know through mutual friends who was in Ukraine and um, her story uh, with her sister talking about their experience uh, right now. it's It was real time and um, without uh, going too much detail, uh, she is now safe and sound, but there was a lot of stress during that episode. Uh, very real, very raw. So our fighting spirit, all stories about humanity overcoming incredible uh, tragedy or incredible just overcoming life if you will so check those episodes out and again if you have any questions we'd love to have you join us and on that note guys thank you so much for another episode of the mic is listening